and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober. Encouraging believers to stand on the word of God. And motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's Truth O'Clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. I'm Brian Moonen, and I'm sounding the alarm, asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. Today on the program, I have a special guest, James Roguski. He has a widely published substack that I subscribe to, and his main alarm that he is sounding to wake people up about the truth is regarding the amendments that the WHO and the NWO are trying to shove down the throat of the world at large. James, welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, you know, we have a little bit of breaking news um, today, and so um, I'll just dive right in, if that's okay. Um, today, as we're recording this, is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. And this week, the working group for the amendments to the international health regulations is meeting and they're doing what they always do. Um, they have meetings, you know, set Monday through Friday, but what they've done for the most part over this past year is they meet for an hour or so on Monday morning. And they've agreed amongst themselves that everything they talk about after that is in secret. And then they come back on Friday and they file a report, which kind of just gives an outline of whatever the heck it was they were talking about all week long. So they had their little hour and a half or so meeting this morning, and they dropped an absolute bombshell as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they said that it's pretty obvious to them that they're not going to meet their deadline. Uh, the rules, according to Article 55 of the International Health Regulations, is that if a nation or the director general of the WHO wants to submit amendments to be considered at the May assembly, all, all of the 194 nations and the two observer nations. Um, interestingly, Liechtenstein and the Holy See are also parties to this, in addition to the 194 member nations. They meet once a year in an assembly, you know, like a Congress or a Senate, or it's literally called the World Health Assembly. If amendments are to be considered in May, they have to be submitted four months in advance, so basically mid-January. And they admitted what I had suspected, that you know things are not going all that great for them. They're not in total agreement, 194. You, know, you couldn't get 196 people together to agree on what to put on top of their pizza. So imagine you know, the difficulty that they're having. And so then they went on to attempt to justify changing the rules. And all I have to say is no. You guys have rules to follow. If you can't meet your obligations, you do not get to change the rules. And so 
Um, normally I wake up and I watch these things and they're boring and they put me right back to sleep. But this one had a little bit of a different effect. I'm, I'm off to the races, working hard, spreading, you know, quite frankly, you know, interesting and I think good news that they're trying to rush this. And they've passed, um, or I should say they adopted amendments last year that, you know, this is a different different track, Right. Last year, they adopted amendments, and quite frankly, I believe they broke the rules last year, too, but um, they're doing it in a much more obvious way this year. And the amendments that they adopted last year, the deadline for every nation on the planet to reject them is December 1st of 2023. So we've got less than two months for people to wake up about what they did last year. And so... um, you don't normally get um, interesting and exciting news on a Monday morning from a meeting at the working group for the international health regulations in Geneva, but um, uh, we all have a lot of work to do to hold them to account, make them follow their own rules. Great. Well, this is good news, as you said, that they are falling behind. The enemy is falling behind. So we need to wake up and continue, continue to get the word out and try to get our individual nations to stand up and say no to these amendments, because as I understand it, and that what it takes for them to not go forward is for each nation leader to not be silent and come out and say, no, we don't agree with this. And maybe they're Maybe that's the why they're slowing down. Maybe some of these nations have stood up and said, no, we're not signing off on this. And for all of those of you, if you did not see my first interview with James Roguski from earlier in the year, go back and watch that because that is what we're talking about. Um, they want to remove human rights letter by letter in the black and white wording of like an international world health law that would supersede sovereignty of different countries and our own personal constitution. (laughs) If our constitution is in effect anymore, that is, but let me go back. We're supposed to be having good news. (laughs) I have to focus on the good. Okay. So James, what does this mean for our strategy? What should we personally, individually be doing, all of us who are working, paying our bills, trying to stay above water through this mini depression we're in? What can we do on a day-to-day basis to advance this cause of freedom, to thwart them? Well, you know, I I think the strategy and the tactics are actually very easy to understand, and they don't change. They're consistent. Just be radical in your demand for the truth and speak nothing but the truth. You know, you, you hear it on all the legal shows, you know, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Spread the word of the information, you know, get get it from the source. You know, the beauty of what I've been doing, as, as much as I possibly can, is I, I try very hard not to speculate. And if I do, if there's something that I don't know, you know, I'll tell you that, hey, I don't have the answer. But they make it very easy because there's something in um, their belief structure that they do tell us what they're doing. You, you have to you know, dig for it sometimes. You have to pay close attention. You know, maybe it's easy to miss. But you know, they had a meeting this morning and in open you know, public discussion, 
they said that, well, they're not going to meet their deadline and they're trying to wiggle through, you know, to essentially change the rules. But here, here's what the main issue is. When the um, rules were first put into place, actually for the International Health Regulations 1969, uh, and then they were amended in 2005, there's a four-month um, requirement so that if you want to make changes to the rules, you know, an amendment to the regulations, for all intents and purposes, that's changing the rules, you have to submit your proposed changes four months in advance so everybody has a chance to consider them. You don't get to then say, well, you know, we'll submit something, but we're going to keep working on it and changing it, and we'll drop it, you know, at the last minute before the meeting. That is a violation of the intent and the spirit and the letter of the law, quite frankly. They are not meeting their deadline, and so they want to be able to continue negotiations and then at the last minute go, oh, okay, here's what you're going to vote on. Well, you know, that violates our right to have a chance for four months to discuss and debate and talk. Now, it actually gets a little bit worse than that. Um, September 30th of 2022, a little more than a year ago, was when all of these amendments were submitted by the various nations. They kept them secret until just before Christmas in December of 2022. Mid-December, they let everyone see what had been submitted in September 30th. So they kept them secret in you know, October, November, and half of December. They've been negotiating this whole time, and they have uh, you know, a meeting, week-long meetings where they meet on Monday morning, and then they disappear, and then they come back on Friday. And you know, they don't really tell you, you don't get to see what the negotiations are. But more importantly, they have not ever published a revised version, uh, a second draft, a third draft, you know, a, a working draft, whatever you want to call it. So all of the things that we are aware of that were submitted more than a year ago have likely changed. You know, if you've ever written an article or, or you've just written anything, done anything, and you're working on it for a year, you can pretty much bet that after a year's worth of editing something, it's going to be different than the original starting point. And so we have really no idea the status of the documents that they're negotiating, and they're not letting us know. They won't let us see. And so you can, you can be concerned... You can be concerned about the details, but the most important detail is all of the details are being kept secret. Yeah, and that's very concerning because what we did find out over a year ago is terrible and bad uh -huh. and really immoral and satanic, in my opinion. But what, what I was going to ask you is what branch of our government deals with these people? Who is dealing with the who? Is it the executive branch or Congress or who who are the liaisons that have something to say to this body? Primarily, it is in the Health and Human Services Department. Uh, the the um, uh, sorry. Um, secretary, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Javier Becerra. Um, was named by President Biden to be the delegate 
you know, the chief delegate to the WHO. And, you know, down in the corp, you know, the structure of, of that um, yeah. department, the Office of Global Affairs is where many of the people um, who are dealing with them, you know, come from. A <laughs> uh, couple of people to be named. Um, there, there are many people that I have not been able to identify. They show up on the videos, but it's interesting when, when they speak, you don't get their name, like they don't have a nameplate to tell you what their name is. Um, they speak for the nation, but they do so sort of anonymously because they're not identified. But um, Colin McIff is the vice chair of the working group that is negotiating all of these. Um, Mara Burr has spoken uh, at some of these meetings. She wasn't in this latest meeting that I saw. Um, Lois Pace is another person. And all of these folks are in the um, Office of Global Affairs at HHS. Um, they have a, uh, a list that you're not able to obtain until the day of the assembly. And so about a year ago in October, I, I submitted a freedom of information request. And I said, who is in the delegation that goes to the who, right? And I got an answer back from their department, you know, freedom of information request. And they said, oh, we don't keep that information. And so the way this rolls is, you know, there are a lot of people working in it. You know, it's a, like musical chairs, a lot, of, a lot of people involved. But ultimately, at the World Health Assembly, whoever actually shows up in Geneva on the first day of the assembly, and they show their credentials to sign into the meeting, the WHO then publishes a list of all of the people who are um, there. And, you know, they make it public when it's too late to say anything to them. And, okay? and, and you, they're you, already they're already there at the meeting. Yes, and I've, I've they published are, that you answered my here. question. They're they're unelected. Yes. Uh, pawns or, you know, bureaucrats. bureaucrats. Basically. And yeah, so they're stuck in there by whatever administration is there and they they're working on global affairs. Okay. Right. Well, now here's one to, of the things to, what... to flesh out, to yeah. flesh out that question just a little bit more. Um, there are many people who are um, permanent members of the um, uh, um, mission to Geneva. There's an ambassador to all of these groups in Geneva. And, and so some of the people who show up are already in Geneva, you know, all the time. Um, there are other members from the State Department and, and various other departments. And so last year, the U.S. sent a total of, I believe, 64 separate people to go to the assembly last year. And it'll likely be similar this time. So let's let's talk a little bit, dive in backwards to a little bit about what they're trying to change. Because this mm -hmm. this is... I mean, you know, it's it's not it's not overstating it to say that the whole world, the fate of the world kind of hangs in the balance, James. And it's an international agreement. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't we're not supposed to play games like that in America, by the way. So I don't I don't know what's happening here, but the Bible explains it all very clearly. So but I'm all for slowing them down. All right for the sake of our children and the rest of the world. So 
Could you imagine? I just want to read some of these things that they want to put the language in their treaty, in their amendments, rather. Could you imagine if we tried to do this? Let's say if the Department of Education tried to add these words to the national program for how the schools are going to run, okay? Remove respect for dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms. Do you think that would be cool? Or, you know, would CNN send Don Lemon or he, or he got fired? Would, who, who would talk about that if we were going to do that in the schools? Wouldn't want to offend any um, populations, right? What about <laughs> give the WHO the authority to require medical examinations, proof of prophylaxis, proof of vaccine, and to implement contact tracing, quarantines, and treatment? Treatment means well, jabs. Now, now you've hit a topic that I um, was fully expecting to be discussing with you. Okay, before this news broke this morning, because it's been my contention that with all of the many things that they're talking about, it seemed like the one thing that they really wanted was what they call the Global Digital Health Certification Network. And many of these um, amendments were coming from the European Union, but there were other nations as well that were submitting um, related um, amendments. They want to set it up where they have a, a global, you know, computer software system to, you know, track and trace all of this sort of information. And they want to have a vaccine certificate. I have an old school vaccine passport. Okay. This is actually from the seventies, but it's pretty much the same thing. You, you can see this form in the international health regulations in article six, I'm sorry, annex six. And so they want to add to that a testing certificate, a prophylaxis certificate, and a recovery certificate. Now, they were supposed to be meeting this, this week, and they may be in secret, to define terminology. Because you know people need to realize there is no legal definition for the word vaccine. The CDC has a definition on their blog, but that's not a legally binding definition. It's just how they talk about stuff. And it's ridiculous. Um, there is no legal definition for the word pandemic or safe or effective or case <laughs> or many, many, many other words. And so what you have to realize is that when they speak, right, the words mean whatever they want them to mean. And so you have to understand you know, their lingo and, and how they go about this. And so um, the, the big issue that they were supposed to be going through this week, and they may still be doing so, our definition of terms, scope of the document, principles, like you just mentioned with um, India proposed the amendment to cross out respect for dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms. But the main thing that I thought was going to be you know, the issue here is they want to implement this tracking and tracing global digital health certification network. Now, if you just paid, if you've only paid just a little bit of attention to what's going on with the jabs, you realize that they don't fit anybody's normal definition of a vaccine. They don't impart immunity. They don't stop infection. They don't stop transmission. So a vaccine certificate, you know, leaves a lot to be desired. Um, if, if you're paying attention to what the PCR process is, 
that, you know, the swab that went up people's noses and they told you, oh, yes, you're positive or negative. Most people just kind of they don't understand it. So they just kind of maybe go along with it. Uh, it's it's fraudulent. It has like a 97 percent false positive, um, re, you know, uh, results. Yes. And those what Chinese is swabs, the Chinese swabs have ethylene uh on the tip, you know, I mean, real nice cancer causing and, thing to, to rub it on your blood brain barrier. Just rub, just rub it on your blood brain barrier. And, and so, you know, what is a testing certificate? There is no definition, not to mention a prophylaxis certificate with today's technology. You know, they might say, well, here's, here's this capsule and it has a little transmitter in it and it'll open up and send a signal when it hits your stomach acid. So we will know whether or not you're taking the poisons that we want you to take. Um, and then they have a recovery. I I saw that on the news, um, in the early two thousands, they said that's only for the military, James. (laughs) Of course, of course. We're all enemy combatants, you know, if you speak up against us. And so, and the last one is the recovery certificate. And, you know, a good friend of mine, we had a discussion and I was aware of this, but it, it, it became, you know, more in my conscious awareness. Go back just a few years, you know, people got the common cold and, you know, I, I tend to not get it because I don't do the things that your body deals with to, to throw out all the garbage on a you know seasonal basis. But whether it was the common cold or the flu or some other respiratory problem, you know, people get it. And then next year they get it again. And next year they get it again. So what does a recovery certificate mean if there's some kind of an issue that keeps coming back over and over and over again? Um, these certificates don't really have any kind of um, data attached to them that would set a regulation. Now, the WHO supposedly has in their constitution under Article 21 the authority to write regulations. And some of the things that they're supposed to be writing regulations for, I honestly wouldn't mind it if they did. Right. One of the things they're supposed to write recommendations for is labeling and advertising. Well, you know, I think it would have been a good thing if there was a regulation that required um, the jabs to not come with a completely blank insert. Right. There should be a regulation that says you've got to give people all the information. Okay. well, there there are. James, remember, we have those things in place. But this program was run by DARPA and the DOD, and those companies were fulfilling a contract. I mean, it's it's way they didn't do any of the testing they were supposed to do. They didn't do any of the discovery they were supposed to do, and they didn't tell any of us all the women that were dying, the children. I mean, the 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 babies in the womb, all the neurological damage, myocarditis, strokes deaths off the chart even in the trials we had to find that out they wanted to cover it up for 75 years we had to sue and find Mm -hmm. that out after and now all the people turbo cancer deaths up between 40 and 50 percent higher excess mortality all-cause mortality excess on top of what's normal that's that's insane 
And and I insanity does does seem to be ruling here. So you know, to well, they have a all purpose for what they're doing. All I'm, all I'm saying is that they they're not a bunch of dumb people. Oh, we forgot to. This is so designed at every level. Don't you know? Other than the devil himself, I mean, I, I'm saying whoever's in charge of this, the New World Order, whatever you want to call it, these people are wicked. And I'm glad that they're getting slowed down. But my the breaking news you had with that they're they may not meet their deadline, and but I will say this: they could be vocalizing that, so then they can turn around and change their own rules, and it could end up being less transparent altogether. They can come up with a new executive order policy, or we're just going to stamp this oh, and push it through. What? One of the things I don't get into is speculation. So there are many, okay. many, many things that, that could happen. And so to summarize all of this and wrap it up in a nice, neat little ball, um, I encourage everybody to get the information. Okay. Um, this is such um, breaking news that as we're recording this, um, I'm uploading a video about all of it on YouTube. I hope to put that up on stoptheamendments.com. Now, don't do a search for that because the search engines will take you on a wild goose chase. Just type it in and go directly there, stoptheamendments.com. And I understand that all of this is confusing and new and maybe overwhelming for people. So I always give my phone number. I'm that serious about it. My phone number is 310-619-3055. If you have any questions, give me a call. But the simple answer that, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, what can I do? Well, it's actually really very simple. Take the link to this video that you're watching and share it with everybody you possibly can. Because if you don't, then you're actually acting as a censor. You're stopping the flow of information. Spread the news. You know, this is maybe a little bit of good news, but speak the truth all the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and have faith, you know, that if you pray for the result that you want, trust that your prayers will be answered. Amen. And everything they're doing, just I just want to wrap it up with this, James. In Psalm 2, it reminds me of this, everything we're talking about, along with the book of Revelation, but Psalm 2 says, Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. So God is going to have the last laugh, no matter what we have to go through here. And I just encourage everyone, as James said, Educate yourself. Share the links. Don't be despondent over this. Take action, and at least you'll know between you and God that you're doing something. If we remain silent, God help us. So thank you, James, for coming on. And do we have all the links that you wanted to share? I mean, those are the, that's the main way they can get your Substack. My my Substack is just my name, James Roguski, J A M E S R O G U S K I dot Substack dot com. That gets you everything. Click on the archive, and you know you, you'll never catch up. I've written so much, you, you'll never read it all. 
Um, if you have some questions, just give me a call, 310-619-3055. Great. And to my listeners and viewers, don't blow up James's phone with pictures of your dog. I know how <laughs> cute everybody's dog is. Mine is cute, but just, you know, just he's busy. Everybody, everybody uh, has been spectacular. If my phone is busy, I'll see, the, I'll see the missed phone call. I'll do everything I can to call you back. Um, you can send me a text message. You can use Signal or Telegram or WhatsApp if you're outside the U.S. Um, you know, I met nothing. I, probably this is how we met. I honestly, you know, people call, and I've gotten to meet some of the most wonderful people around the world. And so, do your homework. Look at the information. But I understand, you know, it's crazy, confusing. But on on one level, it's actually really very simple. Okay, um, they need to follow their own rules, and. They're supposed to meet a deadline of mid-January to submit these amendments. And then we were supposed to get four months to consider them. Why are they keeping this all a secret? What's going on? Just spread the yes. word. Share, share this video. Do your part. And um, God bless everybody. Thank you so much, James. God bless you. Thank you. Be well. Thank you all for tuning in. Share the video. and. I've said it before, if you don't know the Lord, get with him and talk to him. He's there and he knows what's going on. He understands you and he loves you. God bless you all. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening. The time is short, and the Lord commands us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. KJV Prepper Christian Apparel brings the eternal living light of truth into this fallen world of sin. All designs are original, and all apparel is printed in beautiful upstate New York. Join in the battle for truth. Visit KJVPrepper.com for Christian apparel worn to worn. Did you know that Big Apple Music has been in business for over 40 years? They have a great selection of guitars, amps, drums, keyboards, digital pianos, and much more. Did you also know that they offer music lessons right here locally, and they rent instruments? Their experienced staff can also repair instruments and sound systems. Located on Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford, open Monday through Friday, 9 to 9, and Saturday, 9 to 6. That's Big Apple Music. Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford. Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. If you are led to support this ministry, there is a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com.